Hello and welcome to this instalment of Global Railway Reviews podcast. My name is Leah Hockley, I'm the junior editor of Global Railway Review and your host for today. Joining me on this episode is Zoe Hudson, the Head of Talent, Diversity and Inclusion at Govia Thameslink Railway, which is the UK's largest rail franchise that operates the Southern, Thameslink, Great Northern and Gatwick Express services. Today we're going to be discussing the need for the UK's train operating companies to find new ways to drive skilled individuals to consider a career in rail. With the industry facing a significant skill shortage of over 120,000 people over the next 5 to 10 years, encouraging more people to join the railway family is becoming increasingly important. At Govia Thameslink Railway, providing opportunities and apprenticeships has long been a focus and a well-practised way of engaging with a broader, more diverse audience who may not have otherwise realised that they have the skills to build a career for life within rail. So, Zoe, I'd like to start by saying that with an apprenticeship programme as successful as Govia Thameslink Railways, there's going to be a certain aspect of difficulty in ensuring that the programme is, you know, refreshing and it's exciting and it encourages people to want to apply. To that end, what does Govia Thameslink Railway do differently to attract apprentices to its programmes and how do you attract such a diverse audience? Well, we welcome talented people from all walks of life and backgrounds to join our business and we're very focused on making sure that the whole kind of diversity and inclusion agenda is really part of our DNA here at GTR. I think the important change we've made over the last couple of years is really around sort of starting to proactively source talent from a number of different places and I guess not just waiting and sitting for people to, um, to visit our website. So we're much more proactive with our approaches now. We target very specific recruitment platforms such as Working Mums um, to really tap into very specific talent markets. And we've also got really good at building partnerships with local schools and colleges um, to really attract that kind of next generation to rail. And I think another thing about our approach as well is we've started to use our own people to tell their own kind of real stories about why GTR has been a great career choice for them. Um, so from our oldest apprentice, Bob, who's in his 70s, um, to a female driver who decided to have a complete um, career change um, in her 50s. And I think all of these stories really helped to kind of bring the approach to life that we're, that we're making and make rail an option for people um, who might have not have considered it before. Just continuing on there from your point at the end um, about age and gender, I mean, it is common knowledge that the rail industry is lacking in diversity, whether that's women or people from different ethnic backgrounds. Um, Over the last few years, we've seen a lot of train operating companies that are implementing new initiatives to try and encourage these minorities to consider the opportunities that rail can provide them. Has Govia Thameslink Railway implemented any um, similar kind of initiatives to boost diversity amongst its workforce and apprentices? Yeah, absolutely. So we've we've got a whole um, ethos and kind of approach around diversity and inclusion at GTR. And I think I said right at the beginning of the um, the podcast, it's about really making that part of our DNA. So somebody joining GTR or even applying for GTR really gets that sense that we are all about people, you know, bringing their best selves to work and having the most talented individuals, but having the most diverse. Um, individuals as well is really important to us and as you rightly say you know that that comes in many different forms so you know diversity in terms of gender is really important diversity in terms of you know ethnic minorities is really important but also diversity in terms of thinking as well so we you know we don't have clones in our organization we have people who can really think think differently act differently, um, contribute something um, on their kind of individual basis. 
and it is all about that kind of making sure that people feel like they can really bring their best selves to work. Um, there's lots and lots of um, interventions and initiatives going on. Um, we weave a lot of it through the employee life cycle so that, you know, we don't have DNI sat alongside, you know, sort of completely separate to things. It actually is really woven into all aspects of our employee journey. So we have things happening at attraction stage. We have, you know, um, lots and lots of activities happening through the kind of onboarding process. It's about how people are managed as well and making sure they're managed um, in a way that, again, allows them to be their, their best self. Um, you know, making sure that there are talent opportunities, succession opportunities for, again, for, for diverse groups of people. Um, and also making sure that when people leave GTR, they've had a great experience with us and that they, you know, leave as advocates of our organisation. Um, and they would say really good things about us because, you know, because of the way that they've been treated through through their experiences. So it's a definite, you know, big agenda item for, for us at the moment. Um, and again, just thinking about you know, kind of the recent um, work we've done on driver recruitment using these different platforms that I've spoken about. We've seen such an increase in the diversity of the people applying for those roles from both the gender and BAME background as well, which says to me, actually, again, the approach we're taking is definitely going in the right, the right direction. It's still a challenge, though. Um, and with the, um, the demographics in the industry as they are, it is definitely about doing things um, to bring new diverse talent into the organisation and creating those promotional and development opportunities for people who actually work within the organisation itself. So apprenticeships are quite clearly something of such great significance to go be attending Groutway. But how important are they to the future of the rail industry as a whole? So we know that there's a predicted skills shortage in the rail industry, which is going to become apparent over the next few years. Um, so as a business, we really need to be looking ahead um, and really seeing what we can do to, to mitigate this and really kind of you know, make sure that we're bringing some, some talented people in. And I think apprenticeships, amongst other things that we're doing, um, are a great way of bringing new, diverse and talent into an industry, as I said, that, that they may not have considered before. And we can make sure that we train and develop that kind of next generation of railway employees. As we're such a varied industry as well, we can offer a real varied number of apprenticeship programmes. And I think, again, it makes it for a really attractive proposition for people considering an apprenticeship in the industry. So, you know, we, they, that could be anything from a customer service apprenticeship, an engineering apprenticeship to management and leadership programmes for new and existing managers. And I think as well, the opportunity for people to earn whilst they learn is really attractive. So, you know, we're not looking for the complete finished article at application stage. Uh, we're looking for people with the talent and potential and motivation to really develop themselves. So if the apprentices that are already a part of your programmes, uh, you know, they're consistently working to develop themselves within the company and they can see a future at Govia, do these apprenticeships provide the same kinds of opportunities for career progression as someone that already works within the company? Absolutely. So apprenticeships are not just for external people wanting to come into GTR. Uh, we also make full use of our programmes to support internal people as well with their career development. Um, so as well as kind of all customer facing staff that come in being offered an, an opportunity to take up an apprenticeship programme with us, we also offer a range of um, development apprenticeships, uh, particularly management development. So we go right from level three 
up to level seven, which really then kind of, you know, develop and support our next generation of team leaders, supervisors, middle managers and senior managers. And with no barriers in terms of age or qualifications, anyone in GTR really does have that opportunity to develop themselves. If we just quickly look at um, Govia's apprenticeships themselves, looking at them a bit more specifically rather than in general, can you just give us a quick overview of the range that is on offer within the company? We offer a really varied number of apprenticeship programmes, I guess, because of the nature of the uh, the industry um, and the very different types of roles that we have. Um, so anybody joining um, the organisation um, who joins as a customer service professional, they all have the opportunity to study right from the outset on a level two customer service apprenticeship. Um, they can take that further as well and kind of develop that into, into the higher levels of apprenticeship. But that's kind of a, a foundation offering that we that we you know, offer to anybody or you know, join the business in a, in a customer service role. We also have um, specific um, apprenticeship programs like the engineering apprenticeship program, which we're actually recruiting for actively now. Um, if people are interested and wanted to look at our website. Um, we also have some kind of, you know, very specific um, apprenticeship programs on offer. Um, and this is kind of as an as and when basis, we know as and when those roles are actually needed. Um, but for example, we've just recruited a safety apprentice um, who will kind of learn that craft within the, uh, the safety department. And then internally, we offer a wide range of management and leadership um, apprenticeship programs, uh, which start at kind of team leader, supervisor level three. Um, and move up kind of through middle manager, senior managers, right through to level seven programs. Um, but, you know, no, no apprenticeship program is, is off limits, really. You know, we are always looking for new opportunities to, um, to bring new apprenticeship programs into, into GTR. So continuing on from that, what would you say are the most important elements for a successful apprenticeship? And what advice would you personally give to both the apprentices and employers? Having quality training throughout an apprenticeship is absolutely vital. So as GTR, we are actually an accredited training provider for apprenticeships. So that gives us a, a real advantage of being able to stay really close to our apprentices throughout their programmes. Uh, we can kind of monitor and check, you know, check that they're doing OK, check their progress. Um, and we can also offer, you know, the appropriate support if anyone on an apprenticeship programme is struggling. And actually, we've been doing this virtually during the pandemic because we have, we've had to move a lot of the training kind of online during that period. I think another real kind of key success factor is all about the line managers. So it's about making sure that line managers are really fully engaged and involved from the outset. They are such an important piece of the apprenticeship jig jigsaw. They're the ones really close to the apprentices and they can make sure that they're offering the right levels of support and coaching um, as appropriate. And for the apprentices themselves, I think the biggest advice is for them just keeping on track with their work, um, flagging as soon as there's issues um, that they may need additional support with. Um, so, for example, we know the last year has been incredibly challenging for people. Um, and it's just about having that kind of close contact and staying close to our apprenticeships um, during those times. You just mentioned then about um, having to move training online as a result of the pandemic. What other kinds of things have you had to adapt with, you know, the changing world at the moment and how successful have they been? Yeah, sure. So um, I think like most people, we were all kind of plunged into a world um, in March last year where we had to start adapting 
and doing things differently um, due to the um, due to the pandemic. Um, and I think it was something as an organisation we were moving to anyway, kind of becoming much more kind of digitally um, kind of competent um, and, and agile. Uh, but I think, as I said, this really kind of fast tracked um, the whole kind of digital experience within the organisation. Um, so for training, we've, we've had to move training into kind of virtual settings um, using things like Microsoft Teams. Um, we've, we've kind of built our experiences you know, through through the monsters we've gone along. Um, I think it's been great because the platform itself has given uh, more opportunity and it's, it's developed itself through through that time as well. So we can do things much more interactively now than we could have done kind of, say, say last March. And things like apprenticeship assessments as well and interviews. Um, again, we've had to move all of that online um, and do that in a kind of virtual setting via, via Microsoft Teams again. Um, I think it, it, to start with, I think everyone had a lot of adapting to do. Um, but I think now sort of, you know, eight, nine months on, um, I think we're pretty adept at it now um, and pretty good at it, actually. Obviously, as you mentioned, the COVID-19 pandemic has had an absolutely unprecedented impact on all facets of life, not just the rail industry. Um, but for the industry, in some ways, the changes, they've been quite challenging, but manageable. I mean, like you said, you were forced to adapt your training by moving it online. But in many ways, it's been so much more damaging. Just look at how fast passenger demand fell and the fact that travel isn't necessarily as popular or required as it was pre-pandemic. So in the face of all of this, have you found that your approach to apprenticeships has changed at all? And are people still interested in working on the railway? Absolutely. And I, I think obviously we've been incredibly fortunate in the industry um, over the last few months to be able to be um, to have sort of a secure, a secure place to work. So I think more than ever, people are looking um, to the rail industry actually for for sort of, you know, for roles um, and for employment. And we've, we've definitely seen that in um, the number of applications that we've been receiving over over the last few months, which has definitely increased um, based on this kind of time last year. Um, so I would definitely say that rail is becoming even an even more attractive option for people, um, obviously, during during this time. So with all of this work going on, I can only assume that you're not doing it all alone. Um, you are the Head of Talent Diversity and Inclusion at Govia Thameslink Railway, so you must have a team that you work with to execute all of the work that you do. Can you give us a bit of an idea about what their roles are and the kind of things that they do? Yeah, of course. I mean, I have an absolutely fantastic team, so um, huge shout out to my team. Um, they are a great team of specialists. Um, each kind of dedicated to their own area of specialism across the whole kind of talent, diversity and inclusion piece. I think what's great about having this agenda in one team and one remit is that the kind of interconnection and interdependencies between us all work really well. Um, and everyone's agenda item crosses over into someone else's agenda item. So it's a real kind of team effort even though they are kind of specialists in their own right. So we do cover all of the kind of aspects of the, um, of the talent lifecycle. Um, I've got a great talent acquisition team who are all about that kind of sourcing talent that we, uh, that we spoke about. Um, and we also spoke about the fact that, you know, that, that team, you know, have had to adapt and flex a lot 
um, during the pandemic, just, you know, make sure that we're, we're still bringing people in, we're still attracting people to the industry, um, we're still assessing people and interviewing them um, during an incredibly difficult time. So, you know, again, that whole kind of having to adapt and work to virtual settings, I think, for that talent acquisition team um, has been absolutely critical and they, they've adapted so well. Um, we then have a kind of talent um, development specialist team, which is all about um, developing really great interventions for our managers, for our leaders. It's about bringing graduates in um, and management apprentices as well into that kind of space, but also looking at things um, like talent and succession as well and kind of really developing and supporting, you know, kind of the next generation of, of leaders and managers in, in our business. We then have an apprenticeship manager um, who obviously it's kind of title speaks for itself, really. It's connected to a lot of the stuff I've talked about today. Um, but he really manages that whole kind of being a, an employer provider as well, you know, because we do deliver our own internal apprenticeship training programs as well. Um, and then I have my um, diversity and inclusion partner who, again, absolutely integral role um, and really makes sure that we have woven through all of those kind of you know key dni activities um across all of that life cycle and he's and he's a great advocate as well for kind of you know being that conduit out into the business as well um and kind of you know making sure that he's connecting with the right people to drive that that diversity and inclusion agenda across the business we have network groups affinity groups and, and the relationships that that he has with those as well I think is really integral to, to the success of the work that we're doing. So we've got that kind of employee voice from the business. It's not just about what we're pushing out um, from a central team perspective, but we've really got that kind of employee voice, um, like loop and cycle, feedback cycle in the mix as well. So if we take a quick look at your career within Govia Thames Inc. Railway, just as a way to show our listeners what working within the company is like, what would you say has been the most rewarding element of your career? So I, I think I'm a really good example of exactly what we've been talking about today. So I started in the industry 24 years ago. Um, I started as a customer service member of staff um, after kind of not really knowing what I wanted to do after studying at, at university. Um, and during that time, I've had the opportunity to really develop um, grow my career. Um, never ever imagined that I'd sort of, you know, become into HR and then moving from HR into talent and diversity and inclusion. Um, but it's the opportunities that I've had during that time to really be able to develop myself. Um, and I've been through five different rail franchises, so it's so quite a number. Um, and I really feel that I've, you know, I've got one of the best jobs in the industry um, at the moment and beyond that as well. Um, and I think, you know, having managers that have really believed in me during that time and have really helped me to grow, um, I think has been absolutely integral to, to my career development. So there's been many rewarding elements of my career. You said that when you first began working within the business, um, you know, and even as you developed and you moved between different teams, and you were working on different things. You mentioned that supportive managers were really, really key for you. How important is it that apprentices have that supportive management structure um, and seniors that are willing to give them a boost and keep them interested in developing within the company? Yeah, and I think it's about the interest that the managers take in the, apprentice, in the apprentices as well and just making sure that that throughout their programme that, you know, they're, they're supported, um, that they're engaged through that. I guess as well that the, the work that they're doing as part of the kind of day job 
really relates to the work that they're doing as part of their apprenticeship program as well. It's not two separate parts. It's really integral that those two kind of, you know, pieces of the jigsaw fit together almost so that, you know, that the work that they're doing on a daily basis, you know, it really has a, a link to, to the apprenticeship work that they're doing. And often they'll be doing things like reflective practices. Um, they'll be doing assignments. So, you know, so again, it's really important that the line manager is kind of involved they're helping them, they're supporting them, they're giving them the right coaching and mentoring as well to really kind of help them through um, their apprenticeship programs. And obviously it differs depending on the apprenticeship that, that the person's undertaking. Some of our apprenticeship programs can be 12 months. Um, our engineering program is a lot longer, so that's about three years. Um, so again, throughout that time, just making sure that those apprentices are, are keeping really motivated through a program where they're going to college as well. You know, there's other factors involved. Uh, they're going outside the business for for learning experiences and just that whole kind of constant of the line manager um, being there and supporting them through that time together with kind of my team as well from a kind of apprenticeship management perspective. Um, all of those things are, are really important to making sure that that apprentice really succeeds. Um, and we have a really high success rate for our apprentices. So I think, you know, I'd like to say that the approach that we're taking um, is really working at the moment for, for our apprentices. Fantastic. Thank you. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode today. Thank you so much for joining me, Zoe. And it was really great to hear your thoughts on apprenticeships and the valuable work that Go Via Thames Inc Railway is doing. Throughout the podcast today, it's been very easy to see that apprenticeships have been and will no doubt continue to be a very engaging and successful way to bring more talents to the industry. By providing unique opportunities to appeal to new audiences and offering the skills that they need to help to drive their careers forward, Govia Thames Inc Railway is playing such a vital role in increasing the number of skilled workers in the industry. Thank you for listening. Um, and if anyone's interested in applying for a role with GTR, please visit the website at gtrailwaycareers.com. Brilliant. Thank you, Zoe. So before you go, just a quick message for our audience. Please do make sure to subscribe to Global Railway Review so that you don't miss out on our future podcasts. These will be available on our website as well as on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you would normally listen to them. Please do make sure to also subscribe to Global Railway Review to receive a free copy of our magazine and to be able to join in on the conversations happening daily across our social media channels. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen today and I look forward to welcoming you to a future podcast. Thank you and goodbye. Thank you.